If you're worried about where South Carolina's football program currently stands when it comes to recruiting, you shouldn't be. Not yet, at least. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, and you can find my written work over on Gamecocks Digest on SI.com. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listener watch here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. South Carolina lost out on yet another 2024 prospect on Monday afternoon in safety prospect Malcolm Ziegler. And after they lost out on the rising senior, I posted a poll to Twitter asking all of you, what are your thoughts currently on South Carolina's recruiting efforts? Are you concerned? Are you not concerned? Or are you starting to get a little bit worried? And over 50% of y'all said that you're either starting to get a little bit concerned or you're very, very concerned with where things are heading. But despite what has happened over the past few weeks, I don't think that South Carolina football fans should panic about South Carolina's current recruiting momentum. At least, not yet. Now, over the past five weeks, the Gamecocks have lost several recruiting battles over the falling prospects. Running back Braylon Russell, who committed to Arkansas. Wide receiver Keeneland Adams, who committed to Virginia Tech. Wide receiver Parker Livingston, who committed to Texas. Edge rusher D.D. Holmes, who committed to Florida State. Defensive tackle Jordan Thomas, who committed to Georgia. Defensive tackle Dambi Agbako, who committed to Georgia as well. And as I mentioned earlier, safety Malcolm Ziegler, who committed to North Carolina on Monday. Now, despite the sheer number of prospects that South Carolina lost out on here, I don't believe that Gamecock fans should panic just yet over what's going on in recruiting. Why? Well, when you compare South Carolina's current commits versus this aforementioned group that I just discussed, there are some stark differences between where they're recruiting, where the Gamecocks are recruiting, that is, and when these battles picked up. When looking at South Carolina's 2024 recruiting class, Nine of the Gamecocks' 13 current commits hail from either the state of South Carolina or the state of Georgia, two states that obviously have long been in South Carolina's recruiting footprint. The average distance from these commits' current residencies to South Carolina is 118.9 miles. That's probably, I guess, around two, two and a half hours if you did it based off of the time spent driving. Now, excluding punter Mason Love, safety David Busey, running back Matthew Fuller, and linebacker Fred Johnson, who have all committed in the past four weeks or so, every other commit visited South Carolina at least once in 2022. Five of these guys even visited South Carolina at least once 
back in the 2021 calendar year. So the point being, there is a lot of long-standing built-in relationships between Shane Beamer and a lot of these guys that they currently have in the fold. Now, let's get back to some of the aforementioned targets that they missed out on. None of these prospects visited South Carolina until 2023. So basically sometime in the last six and a half months at the longest. And four of the seven targets that I talked about earlier only took one visit to Columbia. Also, four of the seven prospects committed to a program that was in their current state of residence. So Parker Livingston from the state of Texas committed to Texas. Braylon Russell from the state of Arkansas committed to Arkansas. Keelan Adams from the state of Virginia, or at least currently living in the state of Virginia, I should say, committed to Virginia Tech, so on and so forth. So, what this proves, what this tells us, is that unless the Gamecocks are looking at an underrated sleeper prospect, this staff isn't at the point yet where they can jump into a blue-chip prospects recruitment at a quote-unquote later stage, and yes, even less than a year out from early National Signing Day at this point, you're jumping into a recruitment at a later stage. If that's the case, right now, South Carolina, more than likely, at least, isn't going to win that battle. Especially when they're trying to land some kids from another team's backyard. Now, I've already mentioned this a couple of times, but let's reiterate this one more time. There's no reason to panic quite yet. However, in my opinion, if South Carolina loses out on two of the following three prospects, Dylan Stewart, Daniel Hill, and Jonathan Paler, all three very talented players, guys that would greatly help out at positions of need for this class, and all of which have publicly named the Gamecocks their leader at least one time in their recruitment That changes this entire conversation. Then, some hard questions have to start being asked to Shane Beamer's coaching staff on why they are losing out on so many players. And the other thing is this. To this point, in Shane Beamer's tenure, South Carolina hasn't been known as a program that has lost out on prospects that they at some point had a decent lead for. And if that starts to happen, then something has got to be reevaluated. Something has got to change. Whether that is South Carolina's summer recruiting strategy, whether that is maybe the actual message that's being delivered to some of these kids, maybe the whole message has gotten stale, who knows? Or maybe this is an NIL thing. Maybe South Carolina's got to step up their game in that department, which would mean that in this case, everybody would have to step up and help out here. Or it could be something else that we're not even talking about on today's show. So, don't panic. However, South Carolina, they certainly have got to close the deal here with some of these other targets that are still left on their board. They still can have a really solid recruiting class at the end of this cycle. 
But it is fair to say that Shaper and the staff undoubtedly have got to pick things up on the recruiting trail over the next four to six weeks. It'll certainly be interesting to see how all of this ends up playing out with some of these other targets. Now, Shane Beamer, he's definitely not sitting on his laurels, to say the least. He had a really important visit to the state of Texas just a couple of days ago, and he gave a couple quotes that were really intriguing, quotes that really need a bit more context. And we're going to dive into what all Shane Beamer said in Texas in just a couple moments right here on Lockdown Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. If you want to try to make some money while watching your favorite sport or team, which I got to say, that'd be a pretty good deal right there, then you should take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball games on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. Yes, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. The Atlanta branch is set to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks in Truist Park at 7.21 p.m. Eastern Time later this evening. The Braves have a one-and-a-half run spread currently in their favor, according to FanDuel. And when they get the pitching matchup, the Braves have a big advantage here with Bryce Elder facing off against the Diamondbacks' Zach Davies. So if you think the Braves are going to have a solid bounce-back win later tonight, then sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official betting partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in just 30 minutes. Real quickly, a thank you to all of you every day for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Shane Beamer went to the state of Texas just a couple of days ago and spoke to hundreds, if not potentially thousands, of high school football coaches who are part of the Texas High School Coaches Association. And this was a quote that Shane Beamer gave regarding how important it was for him to be at the event. Yeah, it's huge. We've got two players from our team from the state of Texas, and there's direct flights into Columbia, South Carolina, into Charlotte, which is close to us as well. So from a recruiting standpoint, it's really beneficial. It's an honor to be out here, to be asked to speak here, because of the respect that I have for the high school coaching in this state and what high school football means in the state of Texas. So it really is an honor to be out here. Now, this is an extremely smart move here by Coach Shane Beamer. Why is that the case? Well, there's multiple reasons. Firstly, the state of Texas is by far the most densely talented state in the entire country when it comes to high school football. So, it certainly doesn't hurt to have your face or name, or both in this case, trickling out there in that area and have people who maybe didn't know about you much before your visit become more intrigued about not just you, but also how you run your football program. In this case, 
how Shane Beamer operates and runs South Carolina's football program specifically. Another reason why this visit was an intelligent one and an important one for Shane Beamer is it allowed him the opportunity to reconnect with some high school coaches that he may have developed relationships with several years ago when he took an assistant coaching job under Lincoln Riley with the Oklahoma Sooners. Obviously, not very far away from all these high schools in the state of Texas. And so, Shane Bieber got a chance to maybe rekindle some of those relationships and also a chance to kickstart some new ones with maybe some high school football coaches that he had not met before, that he had not heard of before from the state of Texas. And then, one last reason to think about regarding why this visit was smart by Shane Beamer. When it comes to recruiting the Lone Star State, it's about to get much more difficult, admittedly, at least in my opinion. Because in 2024, Texas and Oklahoma are both going to be joining the SEC Conference. They're both going to have that SEC patch on their jerseys. Fans are going to probably take a little bit to decide whether or not they want to join in with the SEC chance that this conference is notorious for, and also the slogan just means more. I think they'll come around to that eventually. But to get back to this current discussion, because when Texas joins the SEC this next summer, it is going to immediately take away an advantage that a lot of these schools have had for years over the Longhorns, which was this. At Texas... You can go into the Big 12 Conference and play in a league that is mainly known for offense and probably won't develop you quite as well for the very next level. Or you could come to the SEC, which is literally known for player development, and you can also have a chance to win some championships depending on which school you end up attending. That is no longer going to be an advantage that's going to exist as soon as the Longhorns are officially admitted as a new member of the SEC. Another thing to take into account here is Texas is not the only school to worry about now in that state. You've got other schools like Texas Tech and TCU, two schools that are on the rise in that state. TCU, I mean, for gosh sakes, they made it to the national championship game this past football season. Now, I get it. They got blown out by Georgia. It was one of the worst beatdowns, I think, in the history of national title games in college football. But TCU still made it. There's a hundred and, I believe, 29 other teams out there that cannot lay claim to that. TCU can. So you know that Sonny Dykes, he's going to have an added boost in recruiting for the next several years to come. And then you've got the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who are led by former Texas high school football coach, Joey McGuire. The Red Raiders, I believe, won seven or eight games this past fall, which was the most of the program had seen in several years. And again, Joey McGuire, former high school football coach in that state, you know that he has got deeply rooted relationships with a lot of people in the Lone Star State. And that's not even including Texas A&M, by the way. And their recruiting methods that they have. What they have to offer, I guess I should say. So, when you look at that and you look at the other things that I just brought up in the past couple of minutes, Shane Beamer understands the importance of building relationships 
and the positive effects of exposure and going to this coaching clinic or this coaching convention and allowed him the chance to accomplish both in a state that South Carolina would still like to recruit to a certain degree in the future. And the same press conference where Shampinger gave this quote, he talked about how, look, the state of South Carolina, as much as he understands the importance of recruiting this state, he also acknowledged that South Carolina does not always have the most depth in terms of top-end talent. You know, talking about how you usually only have like around five SEC caliber players that come out of the state every cycle. And so the Gamecocks, they do have to recruit other areas. Obviously, Georgia's a state they like to recruit in heavily. North Carolina's a state that they want to recruit. You got the DMV. You got Florida from time to time. And the state of Texas is another state that allows you a chance to go and get some players because you've got guys on your staff like Justin Stepp, who has coached in the state of Texas before at SMU. Dow Loggins, he's literally from the Lone Star State. And of course, Shane Bieber himself, coaching at Oklahoma, he had to recruit an entire area of the state of Texas by himself. So, South Carolina, to put it bluntly, they don't want to all of a sudden be closed out of the state of Texas entirely when it comes to recruiting, for very good reason. And Shane Bieber, because he went to this clinic or convention, it's going to be a very smart move that I think is going to pay off at least somewhat down the road maybe it's just with one or two kids but you never know when building those kind of connections can come back to help you at the end of the day and i think that that's a big reason why it's important to acknowledge this visit that shaper made to the state of texas now i talked about this quote regarding how important it was for him to come to this convention and see all these coaches at the high school level but there was also another quote that Shane gave regarding the current state of the football team that he has right now and what he wants his team to do in order to take the next step, what they need to fix. And we're going to touch on what exactly he said regarding that topic in just a moment. Okay, now with South Carolina, obviously the past couple years, they've excelled in a couple of different areas. They've done a fantastic job when it's come to special teams. They've done a phenomenal job when it's come to forcing turnovers on defense. And this coaching staff has done a good job of getting the most out of the talent that they've had on the roster. But that does not mean that there aren't areas where Shane would like to see his team improve. And he mentioned multiple facets when he was in Texas for this high school football coaching clinic or convention. Specifically, the running game rush defense, and turnovers being given up by the offense. This is what the third-year head man had to say. Quote, We haven't done a good enough job running the football. We haven't done a good enough job of stopping the run. We've got to be better there for us to take the next step. Two years in a row, we've been last in the SEC in giveaways. No offense in this conference has turned the ball over more than we have the last two seasons. That's embarrassingly bad. So we've got to correct that, first of all, as one of the many things. There's a lot of areas to improve. And that's what we've just challenged our coaches and players to do since we came back in January. Now, this is not something new that Gamecock fans haven't heard at this point this offseason. Shane Beamer has brought up, I believe, the rush defense in particular a couple times and also the running game on offense. 
I know for a fact that Clayton White multiple times has said that he understands that rush defense has got to be better, and he has implored the players that they've got to be better in that department. The coaches, it has basically become sort of the mission statement of the defense this offseason. Be better in rush defense. And despite the fact that this might not be the first time Gamecock fans have heard this, I think that Gamecock fans should like this quote a lot. Not the fact that Shapiro's got to bring this up in the first place, but more so the fact that he's even talking about this at all. Because here's what we got to remember. Shane Beamer, he is different from a lot of football coaches in this sport. He's different from his predecessor in Will Muschamp, in the sense that Shane Beamer, he's a lot more genuine, he's a lot more direct, and he is willing to give answers that, quite frankly, some other coaches are not willing to give. So in this instance, Shane Beamer is willing to admit that, hey, my football program has got to be a lot better in this area, that area, oh, and also this other facet. He is willing to discuss this openly, despite the fact that he knows that there might be some GA out there for a certain program that's going to play South Carolina or maybe some other coaches that maybe haven't watched film on them or maybe they don't know what to expect from their team this year and they're going to hear him say that and they're still going to use that to help them when it comes to game planning. But he doesn't seem to worry about that. Other coaches worry about this greatly, almost to a degree that is just mind-boggling for fans and obviously media members in these instances. Some coaches will talk around these issues. Some of them will give you non-answers, like Jimbo Fisher does all the time, regarding who's going to call plays for his team next year. But that's a whole different topic. They might point to other reasons as to why these issues are occurring. That's also another way to say that uh, they might make excuses. Like Shane Beamer, for instance... He and Clayton White both, they could sit there and say, well, last year we had a ton of injuries on defense. You know, we had a lot of young guys in our secondary that had to play at different points. We had some injuries in our defensive front. We had two of our best defensive players taken out for the year due to torn ACLs. They could say that, and to a certain extent, fans and even media members, they would understand it. But yet Shane Beamer, he's not saying all that. He's just flat out saying, look, doesn't matter what's happened. We've got to be better, period, end of story. And he's also not pointing at other issues or trying to deflect from these problems. I can recall the last head coach here in Will Muschamp. I don't know the exact context, but I think you all are going to recall what I'm talking about here. There was a certain point in his tenure where it was after a loss or maybe after a certain question, he reminded everybody that when it came to a coach's win total after their first three seasons at South Carolina, he ranked like first or tied for first all time on that list. And it was in a way that Will Muschamp was trying to deflect from a certain issue or a certain loss. Again, I wish I remember the full context, but you get my overall point. There's coaches like that, which is part of the reason why he's no longer here, and then there's coaches like Shane Beamer, who I'm not going to make it out like he's perfect. Again, he's not a perfect coach. He makes his own mistakes at times. But Shane Beamer, he is not beating around the bush when it comes to some of the more prevalent issues with his football team's performance from the past couple years. 
And I think that fans have to appreciate that. Now, obviously, I know there's going to be somebody in the comment section or somebody on Twitter that's going to sit there and say, well, that's great that he's willing to acknowledge that. Congratulations. Now, can you actually take some steps forward and progress in those areas? And that's a very fair point. But as with every single issue, whether it's for a group of people or whether it's for ourselves, the first step and most important step that you've got to take when it comes to trying to solve and correct these issues is by acknowledging that there's an issue in the first place. And at least Shane Beamer, compared to what we saw in years past, is willing to do that without trying to have some sort of spinoff answer or go in a different direction with that question. So for that reason, I think South Carolina fans, they've got to like what they're reading or hearing here when Shane Beamer says this at this coaching convention over in Texas. But with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are your thoughts on what's been going on with football recruiting for South Carolina in recent weeks? Are you concerned, or are you not concerned? Do you agree with what I said about why Gamecock fans shouldn't be concerned right now? And also, what are your thoughts on some of these quotes that Shane Bieber gave at this coaching clinic or convention in Texas? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or should be direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC. And I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. Once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's show. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.